Are you a quirky comic geek with a supersized personality? Is there a comic-related item or retro pop culture collectible you've been longing to buy or sell? Now is the time to let all of your four-color dreams come true because Kevin Smith's Comic Book Men is looking for people to appear on season six of the hit series on AMC. Go to comicbookmencasting.com and apply. Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Superman has been cast. Linda Carter is elected to the Oval Office. And we catch you up on all the latest Supergirl news. This is Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And for this episode, we are going to chat about the latest developments in the world of Supergirl. So let's get to the news. According to TVLine.com, the CW Supergirl has found its Superman. Actor Tyler Hecklin will be guest starring in the first two episodes of Supergirl Season 2. Supergirl showrunner Andrew Kreisberg said in a statement that, quote, Greg Berlanti and I have wanted to work with Tyler for ages, so this worked out perfectly, because Tyler is Superman. We are so thrilled and humbled to add another amazing actor to the legacy of this iconic character, unquote. Uh, Carly, do you have any familiarity with Tyler Hecklin? Have you seen anything he's uh, been in? <laughs> I think the first thing I said about his casting as Clark Kent was uh, finally a role where Tyler Hecklin gets to smile or is allowed <laughs> to smile. Because <laughs> um, the only the last most recent thing that I have seen him in was Derek Hale in MTV's Teen Wolf show. And so he plays, I don't know how familiar you are, but he plays this like kind of gruff older, you know, char- older character who's uh, sort of a mentor to like the, you know, the high school kids or whatever. But he just is very stoic and serious and like super beardy. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> so it's hard for me. I mean, people were people were sharing pictures of him wearing, you know, the the, the thick framed glasses and all that. And I'm like, oh, but I'm like, he still has the beard in the picture. Like, I'm pretty sure Clark Kent is not going to have a beard. At least not like to the extent of, you know, werewolf beardiness. <laughs> right. um, so I I can see it, I think. I fa- actually found a picture that I shared with somebody where he doesn't have a beard. And I was like, he actually looked, but he didn't have glasses in it. So I was like, but he actually does look a little bit more like, I think it was a few years ago before he started filming Teen Wolf. So like he didn't have to have the beard for it. Yeah, but. yeah. I think the uh, the werewolf thing could probably play tricks on your eyes with the, the beardiness. But I, yeah, I think he, I think he could pull off the look. 
He he certainly looks like he could be Clark Kent if he, you know, shaved and wore some glasses. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm personally not familiar with anything he's been in. I did not watch Teen Wolf, although I heard <laughs> it was very good, and I do like werewolves, but I did not catch that show. So this will be the first time I will have seen him in anything, which is kind of a recurring theme for <laughs> Supergirl that I'm discovering all of these actors for the first time, which is nice because then I don't have any bias or preconceived notions or something like that. So, uh, I, I noticed he had some quotes from the da- the Daily Mail uh, that I thought were something we could talk about. He said, uh, t- this is Tyler uh, saying, quote, I think the fun is going to be finding where Clark Kent is in this world. I'm just excited to find out Clark's sense of humor, unquote. And I thought that was weird. I, I was two minds about, <laughs> about it because I thought it was weird because in my mind, Clark Kent is not necessarily a funny guy. Like, I, I don't know why some people think that Superman is this, uh, you know, I've heard complaints about, like, Henry Cavill's Superman, that he's not this smiley, jokey guy. But Superman in a lot of incarnations and in a lot of comics and even the DCAU, like, he's a very serious guy. Like, he's one of the more serious ones of, like, the Justice League. So I was like... I don't know if there's a lot of humor, but he does say Clark Kent specifically. So my other part of my thought about that quote was that maybe he is going to try to do like the bumbling Clark Kent, sort of the Christopher Reeve Clark Kent. And I I also was intrigued by that because that is somewhat of a rare thing for Clark Kent because like the adventures of Superman, the George Reeves one was a, a very confident guy. The um, Dean Kane Clark Kent was a pretty confident guy. Even Tom Welling, his Clark Kent, he was. I think he, in early, early in high school, he was super awkward. And yeah. He, once he got out of high school out of Smallville, they, they, I think once he was in, you know, closer to like Superman mode all the time, he, he, he got way more serious, but I always remember I like having watched early seasons of Smallville recently, actually, he was very awkward. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely when in his younger years, he was awkward as most of us are when we're teenagers. That's true. Um, and, and I think he grew to be a little bit more confident and serious as time went on. So he wasn't necessarily kind of the funny, dorky, bumbling kind of Clark Kent that we often associate with Christopher Reeve. I don't know, maybe, maybe they're trying to bring the bumbling Clark Kent, uh, the, the Christopher Reeve Clark Kent back. Maybe that's how they're playing it. I mean, that's just what I'm getting out of this quote. I don't know. Maybe he, yeah. maybe his Clark Kent, maybe he's got a script and Clark has <laughs> or, a little bit of humor to him. I don't right. Know. Well, maybe I, I kind of read, read it as I'm just excited to play a character with a sense of humor. <laughs> well, because like his teen, his teen Wolf character is was so serious. I mean very very like almost kind of they i think the show almost kind of used his character to play off of the silly you know the silly goofy characters on the show like he was the he was the straight guy so i think he's probably saying you know i i'm excited to explore the character and maybe kind of get his quirkiness and and you know in a way that's different from the parts that he's played recently that would be my guess maybe not as he's necessarily going to play like the dorky clark kent but he, you know, he he could have a little bit of a of a a twinkle in his eye. I think would be sure. kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. And and my other thought about this whole like 
finding the humor in Clark was that for a lot of the incarnations that I've seen where Supergirl and Superman have interacted, Supergirl is usually the snarkier, funnier one in the relationship, whereas Superman is the more serious one. And I like that dynamic because it kind of nudges Superman or Clark to kind of lighten up a little bit. And I like that Supergirl is usually the one who brings that out in him. And I don't know if they'll play it like that, but, uh, well, in a lot of those incarnations, she is much younger than him, so that probably factors into their relationship. So I, I wonder how they'll play their relationship if she is the the funnier one who kind of tries to make him smile and he's the more serious one. Like, I don't know how they'll play it, but uh, it'll be neat to see them together. It seems like, at least that we've seen so far, because really the only indications that we've had of his humor have been in the instant messages. Right. He's, and he, I mean, he's, they, they've written him kind of making some silly jokes to, to make her laugh. So, I mean, if anything else, I think it, it might just be more of that. Like yeah. he just kind of tries to, you know, he tries to like maybe make cheesy jokes that make her smile or something. Yeah. And I wonder if that will play into like, helping us understand what their relationship is like right, right you know are they familiar with each other or has he just dropped her off and kind of taken a back seat and not really done much in her life so i think maybe seeing their dynamic will help us understand a little bit of their history and another quote from the Daily Mail that I thought was interesting that I appreciated was that he said, quote, I never try to compare and contrast performances because it's such an iconic character already. So I, I liked that he was he seems very focused on his interpretation and his take on the character. And I really appreciate that because all I mean, if you look at the super the supermen over time, they all have left their stamp on it and they they all seem a little different, even with Brandon Routh's Superman, who was basically taking off on Christopher Reeve's Superman. He even kind of brought his own flavor to the character and made it his own. So I, I'm glad that Tyler wants to do something, you know, have his own way to present it. Oh, and <laughs> there was also an interview I was I was going on YouTube to figure out, because I was not familiar with Tyler at all, I was trying to figure out how to pronounce his last name. Because I was like, I know I'm going to butcher that. I got to figure out how to to pronounce this correctly. So when I was on YouTube, kind of looking at interviews of him, I found this one from Loaded Online, and they were asking him if he would ever want to play Batman. So I just thought that was very ironic <laughs> that he ended up being, and I don't know if ironic is the right term for that, Alanis Morissette, thank you very much. But uh, he was asked about Batman and ended up playing Superman. So I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. And it's funny, too, because I, I was as in, in my Google searches for uh, images of him without a beard, which are hard to find, uh, recent photos. Apparently, there were a lot of uh, fan photoshops of him as Batman, oh. which, I th- which I think may have been circling around prior to like the Batman v Superman casting. I think probably when they were saying that they were going to do another Batman movie and Christian Bale wasn't going to be Batman in it. People were probably doing their own little, you know, fan. That, that's, that's what I'm assuming that's it's from. I so think it's kind of funny. Yeah. The interview I saw, someone had mentioned that maybe he, that he was rumored to be up for the part. Right. I, I don't know if that was an actual factual thing or if it was just rumor, but that probably is what that's from. 
Uh, we received an email from a listener named Ricard who has a question about the Superman casting. Ricard writes, quote, casting an actor who is only one year older than Melissa for the role of Superman makes little sense to me time-wise. As far as I could tell, he was already an adult when Kara arrived on Earth as a child. So my big question is, how old is he? I don't remember if it was ever stated how long Kara was trapped in the Phantom Zone, end quote. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that, Carly? Well... I know. I mean, I did. I didn't know Tyler Hecklin was a year older than Melissa, because I mean, I mean, honestly, he plays older. Like on Teen Wolf, he plays a guy who's probably late twenties, mid late twenties. I would, I would think. And then, you know, I mean, he's around a bunch of high schoolers, which is less creepy than it sounds. I promise. <laughs> um, but I think for me, a Melissa looks a lot younger than she actually is. And B, Tyler Hecklin looks older than he actually is. So the fact that they the fact that they're an age apart in real life, I don't think is really gonna impact it that much. I don't know. Maybe Kryptonians just age better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know all the like all the you know, the specific numbering. But she was only how old was she when she showed up uh, on Earth? She was what a teenager, right? Young, uh, young girl. Yeah, she was thirteen. I thought okay. I thought she was twelve. But when I went back to the pilot, it said that she was thirteen years old when she left Krypton and arrived okay. on Earth. So, so then, okay. So, but you have the math, right? <laughs> well, don't don't make me do math because I'm terrible at math. <laughs> but uh, the pilot says that she slept in the Phantom Zone for twenty four years. Okay. So my calculations, my thinking is that that makes Kal El twenty four years old. I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, let's see. She, she Kara lived a normal life on Earth for 12 years before getting her job at CatCo. So I think I think she's at least 25 years old, uh, depending on when, you know, how long she's worked at CatCo and when she showed up. Right. So I don't know. It's a good question because I don't know if they're going to play them as the same age. So if yeah. they, if they do like if if she is twenty five years old and he is twenty four, then that one year age gap could I mean it could line up. She was thirteen when she left. Okay, yeah, because he was so so Clark was a baby when he left Krypton, right? right. And then Kara was thirteen. So they both leave Krypton at the same time. I'm trying. I'm going to try to explain this linearly, in case people are confused. <laughs> this seems I'm, like a question that should be on a standardized right, test. <laughs> right. So, so she was. So he was a baby, and she was 13 when they left Krypton. Kara's pod got stuck in the Phantom Zone for 24 years. So she was, while Kal aged up to 24, she was still 13 years old. Right. Technically, when she finally, you know, uh, got shaken loose and wound up on earth. So right. they, there was an 11 year at that point, there was an 11 year gap between them. So then at this point she would be what 25 and he would be 36. Yeah. If you, if you, if you at went, this, if, at, if, at the, at the point of mm -hmm. Supergirl, Yeah. If, if you looked at it that way. Yeah. That would make him, I guess like 35, 36, 35, yeah. 36. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe they'll play it like that. I in my head, I pictured him being like ten years older. Yeah, which is about. I think that's about what the math works out to be. I think, and I honestly think Tyler Hecklin. I mean, I I'm sure you've looked at pictures of him. He's, I mean, I think I could buy him as a thirty year old. 
Yeah, and you can always, like, if he needs to be older than her, they can, there's there's TV magic that they can do with makeup. They can make right. people look older. They can make people Give him, look put younger. A, put a little gray in his hair or something. Yeah. I mean, my other, my other thing, too, is, like, I feel, I feel like, Clark Kent, though, is still going to look pretty good at 35. (laughs) I don't think he's going to look drastically older than her, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, she's 25, but she, I mean, she looks pretty young, too. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I I don't know. There probably uh, is something to that Kryptonian DNA. You know, and they they probably have some age thing related to being under the sun. Maybe the sun makes them look younger. I don't know. Right. They benefit from it with Mm -hmm. the powers and everything. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that's the math, basically. Yeah. So she's twenty, she's twenty five, ish, and he's like thirty five, thirty six. Yeah. At least if they go with if they go with the timeline, but who knows? Maybe something happens. I don't know. I mean, we're still we're getting. We know we're getting Flashpoint with on the Flash. Oh. So who knows? It could totally <laughs> screw things up with Superman. <laughs> that makes my head hurt even more trying to figure it oh. out. I don't know. So maybe maybe in the the first episode he's in, they'll be like, and Clark Kent, who is thirty five years old, like, <laughs> maybe they'll make it very clear to us what the age gap is. Thirty five so year old Clark Kent, and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> so we don't have to do any math. They'll put in some expositional line of like, I know you're getting on in years, Clark. <laughs> or maybe his first episode is like his birthday party or something. Like our show, right, right. happy birthday, Clark. <laughs> so uh, oh my gosh, make, so make it easy on us please uh, yes that, please cw I, I don't like having to do to do math and uh solve problems uh solve math problems that is not my strength so uh but i think maybe we've got a couple of options there but either way you slice it either way you look at it either way you do the math i think he can pull off an older clark kent yes And continuing to speak about the Superman news, Access Hollywood Live asked Dean Cain if he had any advice for Tyler Hecklin on how to play Superman. And his answer was, quote, my first piece of advice for Tyler is that he's going to have to wax his chest. You can't have any hair peeking over that S, unquote. And then he added, work out and stay fit. That was his advice. And, you know, I don't want to tell Dean Cain how to Superman I mean, he did it. He did it for several years. He did. Uh, but Superman has had chest hair. If we're going to get into the technical nitty gritty about it, um, there are lots of times, especially during the death of Superman arc in the comics where he, you know, gets his costume ripped open and you see his, his hairy chest. <laughs> um, and it's kind of a running joke with my friends. Uh, we always joke all the time about hairy chested Superman and Batman. It's a it's a thing. Um, but I, I just thought that was an interesting com- comment from him because Henry Cavill's Superman does have a hairy chest and some of his chest hair pokes out from the Superman suit. Like if you look at Man of Steel, it's very intentional because he had read the death of Superman and seen those images of what Superman looked like. And he wanted to have that so he could try to, you know, be authentic to the character. And that was his take on it. So I think Tyler can do whatever he wants. (laughs) Um, But I just thought that was really funny advice coming from a a former Superman that that, those are the things that he he, uh, suggested. I will say as somebody that watched the first several seasons of Teen Wolf, for a werewolf, he had the smoothest chest I've ever seen. Oh, interesting. (laughs) He had the beard... But he they had a went, smooth chest. Yes, they went the no. I think he had like 
somebody. I don't remember. This is going to get inappropriate really fast. <laughs> no, um, he had he. I don't think he had the. Che- I think they waxed the chest, but then mm-hmm. he had the beard, which well. is kind of seems a little contradictory. But what are you going to do? It's <laughs> it's MTV. It's MTV. They're going <laughs> to. They make up their own rules when it comes to werewolves. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's personal preference. Um, but that was Dean Kane's advice for the next Superman. Not only are we getting a Superman, but a Wonder Woman is coming to Supergirl season two. According to Entertainment Weekly, Linda Carter is joining the CW universe as the president of the United States. She will be in multiple episodes and will first appear in episode 203. Are you excited about this, Carly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we they did announce it during last season. And they basically said, we're going to bring her on as the president. Because we knew we knew that... POTUS in Supergirl's universe was female. They did say that in one of the episodes. Yeah, they referred I think it, to her I, as a she, I think. So then they were gonna they said, well, we're gonna bring we want to bring her on for season two if we get a season two. But then I'm like, why are you saying you're gonna cast her if you don't have a season two yet? And I think that was probably in the middle of them trying to figure out where if it was gonna be CBS or CW. Oh yeah. But also really excited because Literally, we're going to have the two-parter Superman episode right off the bat, and then Linda Carter is going to be in episode three. (laughs) Yeah. And then be a recurring character. Yeah. Awesome. That's a a lot of good stuff right at the top of the season, so there's a lot to to look forward to right as the season starts. And I, when I was looking at this news, I was like, you know, I don't really know of anything that Linda Carter has done outside of Wonder Woman, except for Smallville. She did do a guest spot on Smallville as Chloe's mom, and she was really good in that. So uh, so I need, to, I need to go through her IMDb and start watching stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't given Linda Carter her due, so <laughs> I need to, I need to uh, look at more of her work. But I'm excited about this. I think she'll be a great fit. I think yeah. she, she could be a great president if she yes. really, <laughs> really ran for office in the real world. I would vote for her. Yep. Uh, so, so uh, and this this is cool, and I think very topical in today's culture that we have a woman who is running for president. Uh, Hillary Clinton is running for president. So this is actually, you know, it's very progressive to have uh, a female president. The only other female president, I think, on TV that I know, well, no, I think there were a couple, there's, maybe. There's been a few. Yeah. Like, there's there were there was that show that Gina Davis did yes. back where she was the president. Um, uh, I think Veep. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I think, think she becomes president. She becomes president, I think, even yeah. though she starts out as vice president. Right. I, I never, I tried to get into that show and never really did, unfortunately. I, so I wish I could. I just don't have HBO. Yeah, but, but I, I, I mean, right. I'm sure it's hilarious. I just, I tried to start it once, and I, I think it was the wrong time for me to get into <laughs> it. So I, I'll try to pick it up again. But I think she does become president in a later season, even though she starts off as vice president. And then in 24, they had a female president at the end of the run. So uh, I think there's been a couple. And so now Linda Carter is the next uh, lady president, lady POTUS. 
in the Oval Office. So that's very exciting. And I, I think it's cool when every, you know, anytime they can bring somebody in from the DC family to play a different part and to bring something new to the table, I think that'd be really cool. And I'm, I'm curious now, like, what are her scenes going to be like? Is she going to be with General Lane? Is she going to, ooh, what if she had a scene with David Harewood and she was doing something with Hank Henshaw or Martian Manhunter? So, and I'm sure she'll have, I'm sure they'll do like a Linda Carter, Melissa Benoist scene where they'll have, the current Supergirl with the former Wonder Woman. So uh, the the combinations of actors in a scene is very exciting for me. See, because I'm curious. I'm sure I'm, I'd like to know. I, I like I get into all the like fictional politics of a universe and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I, and and like fictional organizations. So I'm curious. About, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that she's a president who is very active and in the know about things like the DEO and the alien presence in the world and isn't just kind of removed from it, you know, cause I think there's sometimes where they're like, they have these agencies that operate like outside the, you know, right. the sphere of normal governments and all that kind of stuff. And they're doing their own thing. And I'm like, but I feel like she should just, she should just be in the know and know everything that's going on and kind of be okay with it. I feel like she would be. Well, and after the whole season finale of Supergirl flying Fort Ross up into space. That's true. She can't, she can't really be ignorant. Surely even if, she even knows if, uh, about that. That's true. But that's a good question. What brings her in? What makes her right. appear? What is she going to be dealing with um, in the story? So I think that brings up a lot of interesting questions in terms of plots and storylines for the season. And it also reminds me of Senator Crane. Uh, from season one, we had a, yeah. a lady senator who uh, was also very powerful and in the government. So I like mm-hmm. that they're, you know, for, for, for a show about Supergirl, I, I appreciate that they are putting women in power mm-hmm. and, and showing that, you know, women can have all of these different kinds of positions, whether or not they're a government agent or a media mogul or a president of the United States. I, I think that's really great. Yeah, we're getting... We're getting lady cops next season. Oh, that's we're right. Getting, uh, we're getting women, science, lady scientists. I mean, she's an evil scientist. The, <laughs> Still. The, wo- she- the woman who's working with Project Cadmus. Yep. Um, so it's cool. I, I mean, I totally agree with what you said. It's great to see women. They're, they're kind of putting women in all aspects of power and, and different ways of power. You know, because you have superheroes, but then you have ways that women can be powerful in their everyday lives. So... I think that's really cool. And that's really, I think that's a great thing for, especially like the young audience of Supergirl to see. Oh yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's nice to see, even for me to see a, mm-hmm. a, a female president or um, a female Senator who is, you know, doing her job. And, you know, you did mention Maggie Sawyer and even like Cameron Chase back in season one, who only appeared one time and didn't look anything like her comic book counterpart, but I'm not complaining. She was there uh, she, you know, she had a certain amount of power. So, uh, so I think that's cool. I think it's nice that they're putting that out there and, and allowing them to, to be powerful in whatever way they can do it. Mm-hmm. According to kryptonsite.com, Supergirl season two, which we have been talking about with all of this news is set to premiere on Monday, October 10th. So definitely mark your calendars, make sure your DVR settings are still active. Actually, they might change. I don't know. I'm actually going to have to think about that for myself. Do I need to? Yeah, because I would have had my DVR recordings set on CBS. So I need same to time change though. It. Same, same time. Same time. Eight o'clock. Well, and also oh, but it too, would but it would do it by title. I think. 
Uh, I don't know. I got to figure that out. <laughs> Rebecca needs to check her DVR <laughs> settings uh, come October and figure that out. I think, too, also, I because I, I wrote a thing about this the CW lineup, I, I believe that it's going to air the first episode. Well, the first is going to be on the 10th, but then the week after is actually going to be a repeat episode because they're going to air the... So I think it's going to be a repeat of the season one episode i mean mm-hmm. not season one the pilot because they're gonna do like the premiere of jane the virgin because oh, i don't because okay. i don't think well i don't think jane the Virgin's gonna premiere the same day as supergirl even though they're back to back right um because jane the virgin's on at nine but they're gonna do the following week they're gonna do a, a rerun of the pilot for season two of supergirl and then they're gonna do the new episode of jane the virgin so then i think there's gonna be a break between a week break between um, the first and the second episode of Supergirl. Okay. Well, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, and it's it's nice for the podcast that we know exactly when uh, we can start talking about the episodes again. That's actually really nice because planning out our episodes this summer, that definitely helps. So I, I'm glad we've gotten this information pretty early and I guess that, you know, this all this is all coming out right before San Diego Comic Con, so all those things are necessary to know. So it's it's good to have that information and to remind myself to check my DVR. That's very important. And moving to the CW means Supergirl is getting new social media accounts. So if you're on Twitter, the official Supergirl CW account, the official one, it's verified. It's not the fake. <laughs> not, none of the fake stuff is at the CW Supergirl. All one word. Uh, and you can use the hashtag SupergirlCW when tweeting about the show. Yeah, that's a little bit different than mm-hmm. what we're used to. So it's going to take a little time to to start using hashtag SupergirlCW and, and use that as a part of our, our tweets. But yeah, I totally fell for a fake account right after it was announced that Supergirl was moving to the CW. I have followed for several fake accounts. <laughs> I'm very gullible. And <laughs> so it's nice to know that there is an official verified one that, uh, you know, that's the one we're supposed to follow. So definitely follow at the CW Supergirl. And I need to find out about Facebook accounts. I, I, I haven't heard anything about if the, the, face, the Supergirl Facebook account is changing at all. I don't know how that's going to work, so I, I guess we'll we'll try to dig into that and see what we can find. But it, so far, we only know that the Twitter stuff has changed. And for our last bit of news, according to the Associated Press, Laura Vandervoort's picture helped U.S. agents and prosecutors uncover an international identity theft ring. The AP reports that, quote, on one fake passport... The suspects used a photo of Vandervoort that was a mugshot-style photo used as a prop when she played the role of Lisa on the sci-fi show V. When combing through evidence in the early stages of the case, one agent instantly recognized her picture as Supergirl from another sci-fi show, Smallville. The discovery helped agents realize the extent to which the ring had gone to support its scheme, unquote. And the investigation has led authorities to arrest four people. So I thought this was a unique bit of news that we could talk about because it looks like Supergirl's still catching bad guys, <laughs> even if she's not trying to. And um, I, I liked that it was actually a picture from V because I think I've said before on the podcast that I'm a big fan of V. I'm a big fan of 
Laura Onvi. I thought she was great. So I I am glad that this agent, clearly he had watched Smallville. He knew who she was. <laughs> and her photo just happened to bust open this identity theft ring. So I think that's great. <laughs> I just don't know why you would use a passport photo of a celebrity. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's really, I mean, criminals just, are. They're not smart. They're not I mean, smart. <laughs> It's just funny to me. I'm like, do you really think that uh, that that would work? I don't know. Well, Chances are somebody will recognize it eventually. Well, and it makes me wonder: Are these criminals big fans of Smallville? Clearly, I mean, or or V? Maybe they were just big fans of V, and they um, they thought that nobody else because V only ran for two seasons. Uh, I forget what the total amount of episodes, but it didn't run for very long. Not a whole lot of people watched it, which is why I got canceled and I was very upset about it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but maybe they thought, oh, well, there's this, you know, show about these lizard aliens. Nobody's watched. Maybe we can get away with this. And maybe they didn't realize that she was on Smallville and uh, was pretty famous for being super cool. <laughs> so uh, they were not smart in using that picture. And they were they were doing all this stuff like uh faking accounts with travel guides and stuff and really scamming these poor people so i'm i'm glad they got caught i'll be honest because they were robbing people of their money and (laughs) so it's it's a good thing that supergirl was able to save the day even if she probably had no idea this was happening Uh, (laughs) so that's a a really funny story that i think has kind of a, a happy ending for these travelers who got their money taken away from them uh, via this theft ring. So I think that's going to do it for all of our news coverage this time around. But if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we also have a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify. So if you want to listen to some music from the show, songs about Supergirl, you can go and check us out on Spotify. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. We are also a part of the DCTV Podcast Network. So if you like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and the DC movies, subscribe to our DCTV Podcast's mega feed and follow at DCTV Podcast on Twitter and like DCTV Podcast on Facebook. As for me, per the usual, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, and that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm taking a little bit of a Twitter sabbatical for the summer, <laughs> uh, but I will still respond to tweets in some capacity. So uh, if you need to get in touch with me there, you can do that. Um, you can also watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And I should also mention that I was a guest on a podcast called Super Heroic, and I was on episodes 84 and 85 of their podcast. We talked about Supergirl, we talked about a possible Birds of Prey movie, and we also talked about NBC's Powerless, which I'm pretty excited about. So if you're interested in any of that, check out those episodes because I had a a really great time chatting with Mick and Spencer. So uh, definitely give Super Heroic a listen. I am also excited about NBC's Powerless. Uh, I think it'll be really good. There's there's a there's a funny lady, and her name is escaping me at the at this time. 
but she was on a show called A to Z, which I really loved, and it got canceled early on. Well, sort of like midway through the first season, it was kind of disappointing because I was like, oh, this show is so good. But she was on there, and now she's going to be on NBC's Powerless, and it, it looks like a really good cast. So, And it seems to have some fun DC Comics Easter eggs, so that I think it'll be good. You can find me on Twitter. I'm probably on Twitter too much sometimes. <laughs> That's why I took my sabbatical. I was like, <laughs> nope, I can't rage out anymore. I got to stop. It's only really it's really the only place I'm at, though. I, I took a Tumblr sabbatical last year and I haven't gone back. So <laughs> that was my that was my that was my break. Uh, but I'm on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane, C-A-R-L-Y-L-A-N-E. Uh, I'm weekend editor at the Mary Sue. Uh, which you can find at themarysue.com. I wrote a thing about the CW fall schedule last week. That's how it's fresh in my memory. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but, you know, all, all the little fun writings. I have I have a piece in the works right now about Game of Thrones, which isn't superhero related, but, you know. It's still still geek culture <laughs> nerd related. It'll be, well, it's, it's uh, for those of you who remember the Teresa Justino age of Supergirl Radio, she and I are going to be kind of doing a little thing on it together. So nice, that'll be that'll be fun. We're t- we're talking about our feelings on the show, and I'm a book reader. She's you know she wasn't a book reader, so it's it's nice. We we've been doing a little bit of a of a of a roundtable discussion on it. So oh, that's cool. So is it going to be in like written form or is it gonna yeah be- okay? Well. It- either written or we might do a uh, like a recording of it and, okay and and talk about it but we haven't decided yet we're just still <laughs> it's still in the planning stages but it's like it's like a little supergirl radio reunion even though we were never on an episode <laughs> together well now you now you can do something together and that is very fun I so know. you'll have to let everybody know when that when that drops Well, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Carly Lane. And we know that October 10th feels like a long way away, but hang out with us this summer. And like Supergirl, time will fly by. (laughs) 